Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host as always, Jacoby Gillum. Today's guest is Lauren Page, former Oregon Doug volleyball player and current freshman volleyball player and a part of the Athlete Abroad Management Squad. And Lauren's journey is inspiring. You know, I always say it's an inspiring journey, but Lauren's story is about stepping out of your comfort zone. I think that's something that we can all gravitate towards, something that we can all look into and kind of see how can we grow from an experience that may push us and challenge us. And Lauren's journey is just all about that. So great story here, great journey, and let's get to it. So Lauren, the question that everyone that comes on is, when you're younger as an athlete, what would like your big dream and goal you want to achieve? Um, when I started playing sports, I don't think I ever really had a goal. I think I just really, especially when I started playing volleyball, I just thought it was so fun. And I just wanted to be like, I guess my goal is to be really good at volleyball, but I just loved it so much that I just wanted to always be in the gym and I always wanted to like work out and play. So at first I didn't really have any goals. And then I think I started learning about college, how you can get like a scholarship college. I was like, okay, like, I want to go play in college for a division one Pac-12 school and that was my goal in high school and yeah I ended up getting an offer from Oregon and then I ended up signing with Oregon and going there for four years all four years Um, and I think as we get older our goals kind of change you know so then my next goal was you know graduate college and then go play overseas. Um, I didn't really have like a certain goal that I wanted when I went overseas. I think I just wanted to do it because it was something out of my comfort zone and something that I knew that would help me grow. I didn't know if I would enjoy it. It was honestly scary really thinking about moving to another country and like living over there for nine months out of the year. And I mean, being so far away from your family, like I was already away from my family being in Oregon, but being in a whole nother country and a whole nother time zone, that's just so different. Yeah. Um, so I just did it to kind of challenge myself and my goal was to just experience, get an experience out of it. Um, and then after my first year, I think my goal was to play at a higher level. And I just feel like I've been like going up in the ranks and I don't really have like a super like lofty goal for volleyball, I don't think. I mean, I love the sport and I enjoy it so much, but for me, it's more of like the experience. I just want to get as many experiences, learn as much as I can and do as much as I can in the time that I have with the sport. Love that. Yeah. So, so, so kind of going back to like, we, it was fun. What, yeah. what about volleyball kind of at a young age kind of, help, kind of help you fall in love with the sport? I think cause I was naturally good at it. So it was kind of like, wow, like I'm kind of good at this. Like, this is really fun. Like being good at something is, honestly fun I feel like everyone would say like oh I'm good at this like this is what I like doing um and also just like the connections and the friendships that I've made through the sport I think made it so fun when I first started playing I would say I was very introverted and I would still say that I'm more of the introverted side but playing sports and like being around people and building friendships with people that I would have never have met without the sport honestly just like changed a lot for me um I feel like most of my best friends come from volleyball. I don't really have any friends that, oh, I think I have like one friend that's like one of my close friends that didn't, but I met her in college from volleyball. Like I think volleyball has made so many connections for me and 
I don't know without it. I don't even know who I would be, honestly. So growing up in California, were you like involved in just your, your school or club stuff too? So I started playing kind of late. I started playing my freshman year of high school, which is considered a little late. Um, before then, I was playing like in my church league and uh, just like at recess and stuff like that. And then I joined a club team. I was picked up by a guy. His name was Dennis. He was a coach for a 951 Elite. It was in Temecula and he kind of found me and invited me to like come try out for like a club team that with his club. Um, and I ended up making the team. I ended up playing on a 16s team and I was either 14 or 15 at the time. So I was with girls that were older. So at the time I was so scared. I was like, mom, like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I don't know any of these people, but then I did it. And ever since then it's been an upwards journey I feel like so for yeah. you being an introvert when you got on, on a volleyball court was it like a, a like like a light switch flip that just kind of made you come more yes I think it was over time and as I got older I just feel like I knew I kind of had to like grow up and step out of my comfort zone a little and that's something I still struggle with like I think before we got on this meeting I was telling my boyfriend like I'm so nervous to get on this call <laughs> like I don't know I'm just I thrive honestly on my own but I also thrive when I'm like with people and I realize that I also thrive like with people and working with people I feel like it's really hard to be successful on your own obviously I mean I think you always need someone to like help you get to somewhere like you always can't do everything on your own so yeah I don't know I just like I got older and I just realized like I have to build these connections and be okay with talking to people and kind of putting myself out there I would say at first I used to be really really quiet when I first met people but now I'm a little more outgoing and I feel like volleyball definitely because volleyball is a very talkative sport so you have to talk in volleyball and I think that was one of the first things that I always got yelled at is because I was too quiet so I think yeah volleyball really like brought out the extroverted side of me but I would still say that I'm pretty introverted yeah hey well don't be nervous it, it, it's your show so I'm just I'm just kind of just guiding it so it's all it's all you right now um but so you know it, it takes the community right it takes you know you say you kind of said that it takes people to kind of help you get to where you want to go so when you have that goal about I want to you know play division one volleyball for Pac-12 school how did you kind of figure out who you needed or, or who could help you get there um so my parents my dad was heavily recruited when he was younger but his parents like didn't really know what it meant he thought that like the college coaches would like come to him and they would come pick him up so he ended up like not really getting any scholarships that he wanted but he had help or sorry he had so many emails from all these schools so then when I started playing and I started getting not emails he got letters because back then there wasn't really email but when I started getting letters and emails from coaches he was really like persistent on like you need to like contact these coaches talk to these coaches and he would even talk to my coaches that I had at the time and like ask them like what do we do so I feel like my coaches kind of helped me and then I had older girls on my team because I was one of the younger ones on the team and they were going through the recruiting process so they would give me tips and I think one of my first visits was to UC Irvine and I went on the visit with one of my teammates who was older, who was being recruited by them. And she kind of was like helping me, like telling me like, Oh, ask this, like ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. So I feel like it was kind of like a community within my team, my coaches, my parents, just like yeah. everyone. Yeah. Were you going to say hella a second ago? 
Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> California, right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So, so when it came down to like, you know choosing the school, and you know you chose Oregon, what what about Oregon kind of like made you think this was the place I want to go? Yeah. So my ultimate dream school since I was younger was actually UCLA. Um, my mom used to work there in the summer. She like hosted this medical student camp in the summer. So me and my two brothers and my dad would always go stay in the dorms and just run around campus in the summer. And I just loved the campus and it kind of felt like home to me just because I had been there every summer. But as I got older, I realized like maybe I should move out of the state and experience something else outside of California. Cause I love California and I knew I would end up moving back there and living there probably the rest of my life. Um, so I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe we should look at other schools outside of California. But I knew I wanted to stay on the West Coast. I didn't really want to go all the way on the other side of the country. Um, and I had two Pac-12 offers and I went to Oregon and um, my dad came with me. And at first when I was there, I was not really feeling like the people, but I really liked the campus and I really liked the vibes. And I don't know, the next summer I went to camp and I was still like, I didn't know anyone. This is like when I'm in my very introverted phase, like I'm so quiet. And honestly, it was me. It wasn't anyone that was there that was like holding me back from going there. It was me like knowing that I wouldn't know anyone and I would be living in a whole nother state with people that I've never met before at the end of the day. So then after my second visit, I just decided to commit and go there and like take the leap of faith. And then um, when I went there, I always tell people all the time, like, this is the place that I was meant to be. Like, I met my best friends there. Everyone on the team, we clicked so well. I've never been on a team where the chemistry is so good. Um, I would say that we were really close. And the athlete community is pretty close at Oregon, which I really liked. So I was able to make friends outside of my sport. And honestly, it was just like the perfect place to be for me. I don't know. I, I always tell people, like, I left part of my heart there because just like the people and the connections that I made were just so genuine and real. And now it's like kind of hard to find because we're not in college. And I also feel like in college it's easier because you guys are going through the same things. You guys see each other every day. Um, but yeah, I would say I left part of my heart there and that it was the place that I was meant to be at the end of the day. And, and the gear was sweet too, right? Yeah, <laughs> the gear was nice. The gear was nice. <laughs> But it was more than just the gear. I feel like a lot of people are always like, oh, like you went to Oregon, like, I don't know, just because it's Oregon. But yeah. it was just a really great experience overall, I would say. So going to that freshman year, was, was, was the game different for you? Like going from, you know, high school volleyball to college was, it, was it almost like a transition that you kind of had to adjust to? Um, definitely had to adjust. It was more of an adjustment when it came to like, being on time to practice, being ready to go out practice, taking care of yourself. There's so much to it that you don't realize when you're in high school because people say it starts to become a job, which it does, but I think college is still more fun than when it actually becomes a job after college. Um, but I would say it was just adjusting to listening to your coaches, being open-minded. And as a freshman, I think a lot of the older players are kind of harder on you because at the end of the day they want you to be great but they don't want you to come in and think that this is going to be easy and I remember one of my first like summer open gyms 
I was five minutes early, but that was late. If we weren't 15 minutes early, then we were late. And I got there like 10, five to 10 minutes before we were supposed to start. And one of the upperclassmen like didn't let me practice. And I like was crying on the sideline. I was like, no, like I ruined it. Like they're gonna kick me off the team. But no, it was just like her like showing me like, I need to take this seriously. I need to be on time. Like I need to put in the work to be good and be there for my teammates and be a good teammate. So it was definitely a transition, but I think it was more of like a growing transition and a volleyball transition. Like I knew that volleyball was gonna to come to me and I knew I was gonna get better being there and playing with the people that I was playing with. But I think one thing from college is that you really have to grow. Like you really have to grow up. Like you have to get, like you're on your own, you're not at home anymore. Like you have to figure things out on your own, but also you have your teammates to help you. And you're a, you're a middle, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I so played a right side and outside in college. Okay. I kind of just jumped around when people were injured. Yeah. So so kind of like you know kind of learning the game. Was there someone that you, that you kind of just kind of like wanted you kind of emulated or like you watched a lot of their film to kind of try to learn their thing, or was it just kind of like you kind of just figured out your own game? Um, I would say I kind of just figured out my own game. I always was watching volleyball too. I don't really I didn't really ever have like a player that I would like look up to and admire and I think it's mostly because like volleyball isn't really something that you could watch on tv like to watch volleyball I think it's getting better now which is nice but when I was growing up I feel like it was really hard to watch volleyball on tv or to find like when it was playing what time it was playing so I feel like my generation it's kind of hard to say like oh like we look up to her because I don't know like I couldn't watch them play so we wouldn't know and we could hear about these people but I probably watched them play like once or twice. Um, But for me, it's just watching the game. Like there's so many players that are so good and watching the national team growing up at the Olympics and just multiple players, I feel like. Because I just, yeah, the sport of volleyball as a whole, I wouldn't say that I watched like one player and tried to base myself off of them, but I would say I watched a lot of different people do a lot of different things. Gotcha. Try to emulate that into my game. That makes sense. Yeah. So you went. So you went from open practice. You know the 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 seniors saying, "Hey, you came back because you you weren't 15 minutes early, or on time." So how how did you take that moment and use that toward the rest of your, you know, Oregon career? Um, I was never late again. And now I still have anxiety about being late to things. Like when I was saying that I couldn't connect for the Zoom call, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm late!" Like. Um, but I'm always trying to be on time which is good to always be on time and I think that's something that I took away from college also is I'm usually never late if I'm late something happens because I get really stressed about that Um, but other than that I also took away that even though like I could have been like oh my teammate is a b-word for not letting me like be at practice but at the end of the day like she was trying to grow me and like help me develop into a better player Um, at the end of the day so I think just one takeaway I had was that when people get on you or people say stuff to you especially in volleyball and your coaches most of the time it's coming from a place of love where they want you to get better and want you to succeed Um, I think that's really hard as a young athlete to step into a position and be yelled at and like told that you're not doing something right when when we were in high school people are always praising you for being so good and then you get to college and they're like, oh, you're not doing this right. You're not doing this right. And so like being mad or making an excuse, 
just like taking it in and being like, okay, he's right. Like, I need to do this better. I need to try to do this. I try to make a change. Love that. I love that. It's almost kind of making you more accountable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when you were a senior, did you have a happy like you did that too? I didn't do that. I tried to be more of the nice upperclassmen, <laughs> but some of them didn't really, a few of them didn't really think that I was being nice because some of the other upperclassmen were kind of trying to be hard on them. But I think I told them how it should be and like tried to explain why, give them more of an explanation, help them try to develop like the growth thought process faster. Because also as freshmen, like it takes a little long for you to realize what everyone's trying to do for you. So I kind of was more of the explainer, like saying, oh, like he's doing this because he cares about you. Like he doesn't hate you. Um, so I think that was kind of my role. Yeah. It's almost like the nurturing, right? The nurturing yeah. approach to everything. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. sweet. So in those four years, was there like ever a game that, that you just like, that just, that just like come to mind that, you know, like your, like, like your moment? My moment. Or just, or just anything that you just felt like that, that was like the game that you just always, always like remember forever. Um, I would say there were two games my senior year. We played Minnesota both the games. In Minnesota, the first time we played them, they were first. And we played them at Stanford. And I was playing outside. And it was like me and two of my best friends who were on the team. Like we were the top scorers of the game. And we won the game. And it was just like crazy. We were all going crazy. And then in the NCAA tournament at the end, they were ranked second. And we beat them at home to make it to the Elite Eight. And I was playing middle then. So just say... I don't know. I, I remember those because I was playing different positions and I performed pretty well both times. And I think just my favorite part about those games was the team in general. Like our team was so bonded after those games. And those are the two games that we all remember from college the most, I would say. Um, and just the connections that we had on the court is something that I haven't really been able to experience in a long time. So it's something I like back at and I'm very grateful and thankful for. Sweet. So, so it was almost you kind of had you built that so bond. So, so your best friends were they, were they there all four years with you? Uh, one of them was all four years, and one was a year younger than us. Okay. So he was with us for three years. Yeah. So they were like day ones. Yeah. It, it wasn't all you know, sunshine and rainbows, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever a moment like in that college journey that that just was tough that you kind of you really had to like endure and battle and fight through. Yeah, my junior year was probably the hardest year just because I had been, I've been a starter since my freshman year, but then my junior year, we had like a coaching change. And um, I think that my coach, I am really close to him now and we've been very close ever since, or he was assistant coach when I started there and then became the head coach. And um, he was training me as an outside because we had injuries on the outside. So I was kind of like the third outside at the time. Um, but I knew that I could start in the middle and play in the middle, but he decided to start with another girl who hadn't gotten as much playing time as me during the four years that we were there. And at the time I was very selfish. I was very frustrated and angry that I wasn't playing because I felt like I deserved to play. Um, and I mean, when you're sport, when you're not doing well in your sport, especially in college, because our lives literally revolve around mm -hmm. athletics. Like now that I think back, back at it, I know we were playing volleyball every day, weekends. I don't know, we see the same people every day. Everything is just volleyball related at the end of the day. Um, so it was very frustrating to 
do anything knowing that I wasn't performing while doing what I wanted to do in my sport. Um, I think obviously it was a really big learning experience. I got into an argument with my coach when we were at Arizona and he was just basically telling me like, you're not being a good teammate. And I, at first rejected what he said. And then I started to like accept what he said. And I think that's why my senior year I did so well is because I took that junior year to realize that I needed to be a better teammate, needed to support my teammates more and not make it about me. And then go into my senior year and be more of a team player. I think being a team player and being there for your teammates makes you a better player at the end of the day. Like knowing how to play with the person next to you is way more important than, I don't know, being in the starting six and like performing well on your own at the end of the day for me. Yeah. It's obviously nice to perform well and play well, but you can't do that without your teammates. Like I can't hit a ball without a good set, but I'm not going to get a good set if my like teammate isn't giving it to me or she's not getting a good pass from like our libero. So it's, yeah, I think that was the hardest time for me. Um, and I really let it get to me. Now that I look back at it, I wish I didn't let it get to me as much, but I know that it grew me into a better player and a better teammate. If there's an athlete right now listening to the, you know, say volleyball player and they're going to something similar, what, what advice would you give them about how to, I guess, maybe bounce back or how to approach a situation like that? I would just say give to your teammates as much as you can. Give to your teammates. Listen to your coaches. I know sometimes when your coach is on you all the time, it can be really hard, but just like listen to what they say and say, okay, and try to do it. Um, and I think just giving to your teammates, being there for your teammates, hanging out with your teammates outside of the gym, I think is important. And journaling is good. Yeah. Journaling is really good. Um, taking time for yourself and realizing also that you're more than just an athlete, more than just a volleyball player. And I think that's a big thing now that people are trying to say like I'm more than an athlete, but it's so true. Like at the end of the day, if you're not performing well, like you have so much more to look forward to. And it's hard to say, or easy to say and hard to realize, but it's the truth. Cause at the end of the day, like we're not gonna play volleyball for the rest of our lives. We're not gonna play sports for the rest of our lives. We get injured, we get old, anything can happen, you know? So there's more. No. Go ahead. Uh, uh, keep going. Keep going. Oh, there's no that there's more to it. That's all I was gonna say. So, so outside of volleyball, who is Lauren Page? Uh, outside of volleyball, see, I really struggled with my identity this last year. I think because I debated going back overseas, and um, I would just say I'm a very creative, hardworking, very creative, hardworking um motivated entrepreneurial like I feel like I'm not really worried about what's going to happen to me after my sport because I know it'll work out for me I don't really know exactly what I want to do but I know at the end of the day volleyball has set me up to make the connections and do the stuff that I want to do I really enjoy fashion and hopefully I want to do something within the fashion industry and build those connections with people um so yeah. Okay. So so in like ten years we'll have like we'll have like a whole Lauren Page lineup of of of, of bags and yeah. pop up shops in, in, in Southern California. Products. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Great products. Yeah.
you have like your own kind of own kind of shop kind of shopping like on on south beach maybe i mean on, yeah. the, on the coast and everything yeah <laughs> sweet so so you're, you're four years at Oregon. You know, you said earlier that you you want a final way to go overseas. Mm-hmm. And over, I've learned from these interviews that overseas is either you either get an agent or you try to do one of those tours or you try to just wing it. Well, luckily at Oregon, we had people older than us who had gone to play overseas. So we kind of would message them and ask them how they did it. And I had a girl a year older than me who had signed with an agent who had found her some um, jobs in Germany. So... I decided to sign with her agent, but then her agent really wasn't looking for jobs for me. It was already like June and I didn't have a job. And in volleyball, we signed pretty early. I think the signing period is like March, April, and May. So by June, like everyone's set, like all the teams are pretty much set. Um, And I was like, I don't know what to do. So then I was looking through my DMs and I had a message from Charlotte Harris, who's my current agent, who you've had a lot of people come through from her. Um, And she was like, okay, like, it's fine. We'll find you a team. Or she had told me that all the teams that my past agent was looking at for me were already full. So I was like, okay, I'll just sign with you and like hope that you can find me something instead. So then within a week, she found me a team in Switzerland. So I started my career in Switzerland. And it was that she had DM me on Instagram and I just signed with her. That's what's up. But I think it was one of the like best experiences I or best decisions I made was to sign with her because I think she really cares about her athletes and really wants us to be successful. Love that. So it's it's crazy how DM work, man. It's like yeah. like like DMs are like powerful tool if you use them right. <laughs> That's how you do it. Signing DMs. Signing DMs. That's how this whole, how this whole podcast started. I I, I sent to this one athlete DM. I first started and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, okay, this is the thing. <laughs> so, so, so you, you signed with Charlotte. So now you're, you're an athlete abroad and, and now you are officially a pro athlete. Mm-hmm. So looking back from the girl who just wanted to play volleyball for fun, you know, grow, like as a kid to now you're going to be in Switzerland playing pro. What do you say to that? When I first got the contract, I was in the car by myself and I just like started crying. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to go live in Europe. I'd never been to Europe, so I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was like, I'm about to live in Switzerland for nine months. I like didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what it was gonna be like. And they always say like, no matter where you sign, you don't really know what you're gonna get until you get there. You can always ask people, but um, no one I knew had played for this team. I knew people that had played in the league, but hadn't played for the team. Um, but I was nervous, but excited. And I just thought it was going to be a cool experience at the end of the day. And then you're going from, going from California and Oregon to Switzerland. That's probably a little weather different too, right? Yeah. Well, the weather was pretty similar to the weather in Oregon. Honestly, it was super gloomy and most of the year it was super gloomy. And then when the sun comes out, everyone's outside. That's how it is in Oregon too. Um, but California has the best weather by far between the three or yeah, because Germany is kind of the same as Switzerland and, well, Germany, it snowed, so that was a little different. Um, but yeah, California by far has the best weather that I've lived in. Uh, but yeah. So if there was a pro team in California, would you would, would you go there and play? Oh, hands down, yes. Sign me up. <laughs> Please. I love California. Like, if I could live here 
for the rest of my life. I mean, I will live here for the rest of my life. That's the plan. But if something happens, obviously, but I hope to live in California. I I want I want to move there. I think I'm, in, I'm right now. I'm, I'm in Phoenix, and I love San Diego. Yeah, that's like, that's, like, that's where I want to live. That's, that's, yeah, my dad grew up there, so I want to move back there. Perfect. Got Oceanside, you got La Jolla, you yeah. got Sea Lions. You got a big city, but it's not as crazy as LA. And all it's very stuff. mellow there. It's very chill. Yeah, I love it. It's really nice. All right, California manifesting right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so once you hopped on that plane and you, and you landed in Switzerland, Mm-hmm. What 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 was your I guess initial thoughts on what you wanted to I guess achieve? Was it just kind of like I want to take it in and just see where things go, or was it like you like I have a game plan, or was it just? Um, I didn't know what to expect at first. Uh, I knew that I wanted to go there and show what I could do and volleyball wise, but also I wanted to just learn about living in Europe. I think a lot of Europeans think that Americans are very ignorant, which we can be because most of us won't take the leap of faith to go to Europe and see what it's like and learn about the cultures and stuff. Um, so I think it's also good for us to go over there and learn so we can come back and teach other yeah. people what it's like to live in Europe and have a more open mind about what it is to be in Europe. Um, so that was one thing I wanted to be less ignorant about being in Europe and just get better at volleyball. I knew it was going to be a lot harder than college because we weren't going to have coaches that were going to teach us skill because by that time, like, we should know the skills of volleyball and know the basics of volleyball. Um, and I knew it was going to be a lot of self-coaching and self-motivating, um, which I was pretty nervous about because I think in college it's very easy to get into the routine where, like, you have a strength coach, like, you have weights at this time, like, you have to go. But when I was overseas my first year, it was like free, we can go to weights whenever we want. Like we didn't have a strength coach. They're like, this is a gym you can go to. I had to like take the bus to get to the gym and it was in the city center and it probably took me like 40 minutes to get there. I was like, oh, I have to go take the bus to the gym today. And it was honestly pretty hard to motivate myself to like get up and go do it when I could just sit in bed all day if I wanted to and go to practice at seven o'clock at night. Um, So I think that was one thing that I struggled with was motivating myself to do it on my own, which they told me that that would probably be the case, which isn't the case everywhere, but some teams that is the case. Um, so I was pretty nervous about that, but I think obviously the experiences, that's why I love experiences because they help me grow so much, yeah. help me grow and mot- learn to motivate myself to make myself better at the end of the day. Earlier, you talked about how, you know, you, you loved your teammates. You, you love building that kind of community within your teammates. But going to a new team, you know, in different cultures, how did you try to try to do that now? Yeah, so my first year, it was honestly pretty hard just because we had, we had really young girls. I think the youngest girl on my team was 16. Oh, wow. At the time, I was 23 or 22. And then we had girls that were like 30, 31 and 32. Um, and most of the girls on my team were either in school or working, the ones that were Swiss. So it was pretty hard to make connections with them and hang out with them outside of the gym. Um, I became really close with one of the Swiss girls who was 18 because she really looked up to us. And I kind of like took her under my arm and would hang out with her and make like lunch dates with her we'd go into the city and like meet up together um we actually had 
five or six Americans on that team. So with the Americans, we stuck together and we hung out a lot. Um, and we had a pretty big house, so we would invite people over for like birthdays and stuff like that. But it is a different experience. I feel like it's a lot harder to make those connections and build those connections when you're abroad, especially for us. And I think for the people from the country that you're playing with, they realize that you're probably not going to be here forever. And the odds of you seeing them again after the season's over is kind of slim and that cuts down just because I can move back to America and never come to Europe again and they can never go to America. Or if they do go to America, it probably won't be in the same spot that I'm at. So I think um, it's definitely a lot harder to build those connections, but there's still a way to do it while you're there for the time being. You said, yeah, five Americans. I've heard like the only American on the team mm. and that just made it things so much harder for them to kind of yeah. yeah. of have If you don't have that many Americans, it's pretty hard. I think my next year I had, there was four of us and we all played in Pac-12 schools and one of them I went to college with. So it was just so easy to, and my coach was Australian and our assistant coach was from America. So it was just easier. It's easier to build connections with people when you're from the same place and have the same experiences, I think. Yeah. So now you're, you're going into what year? Three or four? Four. Four. Uh, how are you feeling? You, Cause you got a new team this year, right? Yeah, I got a new team. I don't know anyone on the team. This is the first year that I, or my first year, I didn't know anyone on the team. The last two years, I knew someone on the team. And this year, I don't know anyone going in. But I think we'll have two Americans. But I think it'll be fine. I'm going to France. Okay. And the culture in France is a lot different than any of the other places that I've been, which I'm excited for. Um, and it'll just be another experience, another opportunity for me to grow. I was really debating going back overseas just because my last season that I had was pretty hard. Um, but I said, YOLO, let's just do it one more time, at least. <laughs> yeah. What 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 about last last season made it made you question not going over this year? Um, I wasn't getting the playing time that I would want. And because of my junior year in college, I took that experience and tried to be like a really good teammate and be supportive, but I also feel like the environment really wasn't the best. And it was just me and one other American at the time. And we had a hard time connecting with the other players and the other players. We had people from all over. We had girls from Serbia. We had a girl from Greece, um, girls from the Netherlands. It was just such a big pot of different cultures and different kinds of people that I think it was hard for us to build genuine connections um and yeah I think just a combination of the not playing and the not being able to make the connections that I wanted to make it was just very frustrating and hard for me especially because the seasons are so long I was like over there for nine months and I had one friend and it was my roommate who was also American I felt like so it was just hard we lived really close to Berlin which is really nice so we would go to Berlin and stuff but still with COVID everything was hard to like hang out with people and I think COVID made the last two years hard to be more social and kind of build connections with our teammates because we couldn't really do anything outside of volleyball. So then on game day, right, you got to get hyped. You got to get in the zone. What's on the playlist? Oh, gosh. 
I was really into Knife Talk this last season. Okay. okay. That was okay. my good idea, just on repeat. And then I had this one German song. I don't know the name of it, but me and my teammate would just bump it in the car on the way to the gym. But yeah, it was a lot of like in the locker room before I just listened to the music that they played and it was a lot of like European music I didn't really know. Was it like house songs or just like? House, lots of house music and yeah, some German stuff. <laughs> yeah. Were you bobbing out and like, like all right? You can... I try to, when I go places, I try to like listen to the music, see how it is. Like uh, my first year or my first two seasons in Switzerland, I was in the French speaking part. So I have some French songs on my phone. I always try to get like one song at least on my phone from that country. Okay. I try to find something that's good. So, so this year you got to add to the playlist then? Yeah. I have some European beats on my, lots of Spanish stuff. They like to listen to Spanish stuff, which is yes. good. Can you send me some of those songs? I want to I wanna check them out, check out some. Yeah. I got some beats and see if I can like get get, get over here in, in the U.S. and try to. Yeah, I'll send you my playlist that I have. <laughs> Sweet. I call it that foreign. That's the name of the. I made sure to share it on nine point on, on the on the gram. Be like, this this is <laughs> this is Lauren Page's playlist. Go check it out. Perfect. So kind of so so early in this, you know, we did this whole survey thing, right? So you you said it was stepping out of my comfort zone, like the story of a title. Mm -hmm. So you still feel that kind of kind of gives that overarching story of. Lauren Page's journey? Yeah, I feel like I always tell myself when I know that I don't want to do something or something's telling me like, oh, like you're kind of nervous to do that. I always tell myself, just do it. Because at the end of the day, it's either going to help me grow or nothing. I don't know. I feel like there's no con into experiencing things, learning something. There's always a learning experience to come out of things. And yeah, I've done nothing but grow by stepping out of my comfort zone. So, so growing, so going into year four, what area do you want to grow in the most? Mm. I would say I could still be more social, a little more outgoing, and just take more risk. I would say I'm very safe in most things in life, not just volleyball. I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm very safe in volleyball. Or actually, yeah, I could be a little more out there in volleyball. I think I'd take a little bit more risk. Um, but yeah, I would just say take more risks and get out more. I think um, when I was living in Europe, I don't think I really let myself get out as much as I wanted to, which obviously COVID had a huge thing on that. But I think just getting out more and meeting people outside of volleyball in Europe, I think is something that I want to do. Yeah. So then, then I'm talking for you. So, you know, if you look back to, to, to you know, little Lauren back in the day, Right. What, what, what would you tell her about the journey ahead? You should be excited. You're going to be challenged, but it's going to be worth it. And then I always look like I always think I'm like, if my younger self would know, like all the things that I've done, she'd be like, no way. So I think just know that you have a lot coming and that it's going to be very exciting and fun and challenging, but worth it in the end. Worth it in the end. A lot of people say that at the end of the day, it's worth it. I think that kind of makes it like you, you kind of went for it. Yeah. You know, that like you, you didn't really hold any, any cards back. Yeah. So, and then you said earlier, you said you're, you're entrepreneurial. So you got some bags coming out, right? We got to get started. Yes, I've been, I learned how to crochet in like fifth grade. When I'm overseas, I am always trying to figure out like things that I can do to make more money on the side. 
Um, and I saw like this TikTok trend of this girl like making a crochet bag and I was like, I know how to crochet. And then I just got into this thing where I just started making bags because also I really love fashion. So um, I was like, that'd be perfect for me to do just for fun. So I just started making bags for fun this summer. And yeah, that's what I do in my spare time. But it's just like a fun little hobby craft and I enjoy it, yeah. Are they fire? Yeah, they are fire. What, what's the website that you can get kind of play right now or the, or the Instagram? Uh, LaurenYPage.com and then LaurenYPage on Instagram. Sweet. So if someone wants the bag, are you like going to make them like real time or like, like already made and they got to... I have a few already made. Um, I just opened custom orders. So I have a few that I have to make and it takes about like two to four weeks to make depending on like the size. Okay. Um, but yeah. All right, sweet. So, so mid-season, if we order a bag, it doesn't get shipped from, from France to the U.S. or what's up? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I might just have to ship them in bulk and have someone here, like, ship them out to people. I already get employees. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. Well, Lauren, it's been great talking with you and kind of learning about your journey. Um, and then I guess, yeah, some more questions for you then, I guess. So last one is where are you at social media-wise? We can kind of plug your pages and anything like that. I mentioned the, the bag one, but where are you at? Uh, my normal Instagram is low Lauren with four N's and yeah, that's all I, or I have TikTok. TikTok is also low Lauren with four N's. Are you yeah. like on the, are you a TikTok dancer or are you just like you're crocheting? No. Well, see in college, I was in this dance group with my three best friends. We called ourselves the big three. Okay. Um, but I, they're more of the dancers on TikTok. I just kind of post like aesthetically pleasing things when I can. TikTok is hard. Being on social media is hard. <laughs> consistent and posting consistently. Like I give props to like influencers, people who post all the time. Because it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And when do you leave for for France? Uh August 20th, I think. Countdown begins. Countdown. Any, any restaurants you want to go to before before you head out? Um no, I've honestly done almost everything this summer already. All right hanging out with family before I leave. Well, Lauren, it's been great talking to you again and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Points Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.